This is The Playbook. I can't think of a more eclectic group or panel, uh, which I love because you'll see a common thread, uh, a spirit of excellence that I know between them all. Thank you. There we go. My man. Thank you. All right. He's so good. That's my twin brother, by the way. You might you might have caught her movie years ago. I know who's old enough, right? All right, good. Um, common threads, though. People ask me, and I'm blessed to be close with all of you now. And this is my newest friend, but it's a spirit of excellence uh, in what they share. Although totally eclectic people, as you'll see, from different parts of the world, different philosophies. But they all have this spirit of excellence that I try to instill or empower in everyone, which is the desire that you must be what you can be. And when you listen to the answers to the questions that you ask, you'll immediately feel that desire from how they communicate in a variety of different places in their life. All four of these people represent that to me. They are iconic. They illustrate this passion, purpose, and the profitability in life that can come from all areas if you truly enjoy the consistent, everyday, persistent, without quit, pursuit of your own potential. And uh, I just want to tell you how grateful I am to have all four of you and call you all friends and part of that spirit of excellence that inspires me every day when, of course, I get kicked in the face and I think to myself, no, this isn't going to be the day. So... Thank you guys. All right, you have an honor here. Take advantage of it. I want to see who really values learning because who's going to ask the first question? Curiosity, anyone? You're going to let me ask it? All right, I'm going to ask it. Oh, nope, there's two people. All right, good. Tyler, everyone. What's up, y'all? All right, here's my question to whoever wants to answer it, which is how do you, uh, what's your go-to with business partnership struggles? So you have a business partnership, struggle, what's your go-to to cure and or separate from there? Or teammate problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. any of those, <laughs> yeah, for sure, any of that. Uh, thank you for the question. Uh, my name is Rob Gill, I'm from uh, Bayonne, New Jersey, by the way, home of Chuck Webner. And um, you know, David's my coach, and I've had the good fortune of being around Dave for about a year and a half. And, and one of the things that I'm the owner of Epic Financial Strategies, and what we do is really kind of shift the mindset from a, a scarcity money mindset to an abundant money mindset. I grew up blue, blue collar, and uh, along the way, we ran out of money on the 20th of every month. So that, to answer your question, is growing up in a neighborhood where three miles, 75,000 people, surviving schoolyards, surviving relationship capital, being able to kind of work within and, and, and other people's egos is something that I was taught early on. I had great teachers in my life along the way. And even to this day, we have what we call in our world ecosystem mergers, folks that have communities that drive traffic where we can begin to educate and put people in the path of, of the right mindset when it comes to money, because I think it starts there first. And I heard some great speakers talk about this last night. So one of the things that we focus on is roles and responsibilities but also being able to keep in check when it comes to uh when ego comes into play right he's got out and when ego comes in how do we go back to managing those expectations whether it's quarterly semi-annually or yearly what that looks like in being able to put people in the right path of well you know we talked about this 
and now somehow this showed up, you know, whatever this or that is, and let's get back on the path of why we're doing what we're doing. And a lot of times, um, for me, when I get into partnerships, it'll take me six months, sometimes a year, because I want to make sure that I can invite whoever my partner is into my living room. I don't just want to become partners because the money may be right. I want to become partners with someone that I really feel on a different frequency level, although I couldn't identify that when I first, David kind of brought that to my, to my world that I actually inherently had that, but I really wasn't aware of it. And I think it comes down to what I like to call level five communication, you know, level five rapport building, level five understanding who the person is that I'm going to be doing business with one way or another. And we kind of bring that down to five questions on rapport building, you know, where have you been, where are you now, where are you going, what are your strengths, what are your challenges, and in the space of your challenges, what if we could help bridge that gap by showing you our heroic, unique identity, what we bring to the world, how we serve, contribute, and grow, and then repeat that pattern. That's the best I got for now. Was that, did he conclude that really well? Good, because I got to go in a different direction. <laughs> so, hey everybody. Well, no, I thought that was brilliant, and that's not my expertise. Am I supposed to pat my tummy too? Yeah. No, that actually is yeah. You're such a gentleman. I'm good. Everybody, so my name is Forbes Riley. Forbes is in the magazine. No relation to those guys, they could, who knows. Um, I, I have, I'm, I'm overwhelmed right now by emotion. And the most precious moment of this weekend was what, when you turned to your wife and you got that look in your face like you're crying. And the sense of love that you have, I've spent two days with you and I've known your family, but not as intimately as I know you guys now. There's something, he talks about frequency and it's kind of woo woo, but then you're in your space Somebody said to me, how, did, how was today for you? I said, it was an entrepreneurial Disneyland. I've got an e-ticket ride and I am loving it. I have not connected with this many people since I was in high school and then I wasn't at the cool table. No, seriously, that's what it feels like. You've brought these people together, not my strength to bring people together, and I'm listening to you and I'm loving on you and I'm just noticing the, the energy. And then you brought Guru on. Let me tell you something, dude. I don't know what planet you're on, but I'm right there with you. And as I was listening to him talk and watching him, I thought, and that was a great last question, by the way, when you've got a talent inside of you, and this is what I do with entrepreneurs all the time, how do you get it out to the world? Most of you push, I wanna get out, I wanna be famous, I wanna be rich. That's not it. It is, it's actually going underneath to own who you are, what you're about, connecting to the right humans, and then watching it rise up. As I was watching him sit here in this sense of grace, I was lucky enough in my 20s I used to, I was in New York City and I used to love to go to bread and breakfasts long before there was an Airbnb. And I did so successful, I had a car. And one day I'm driving my car and New York was very pounding and very hard. And it's a true story. I got to an intersection and I asked when they had paper maps. I'm like, do I turn left or right? And on the seat next to me, my, my passenger seat was a little thing about an ashram. And it said, turn left. And it was one of the first times in my life I started to hear voices go left, and I did. And I'm driving, and all of a sudden I see giant statues of Jesus and Moses and, and Buddha, and I'm like, where am I? And it was upstate New York, and I walked in, and I was gonna say, okay, I'll stay for a day, it seems kind of woo-woo. And she said, how long do you wanna stay? I said, I'll stay a week. And then she said, you need to do seva. I'm like, what's seva, what does that mean? She says, no talking, and you clean up for everyone else. I'm like, have you met me? <laughs> and that little voice said, shut up. 
get on your knees and start cleaning because you have lessons to learn that you would never have learned anywhere else. Tonight, watching him, I feel like my whole heart exploded. And I want to thank you so much. Thank you. And to my beautiful, I'm going to do what you did. If you get a microphone and you have a moment to ask a question or be noticed, I just want to share my beautiful love of my life, Mr. Joshua Self, who is the wind beneath wine wings. Tomorrow we go to Hawaii to celebrate our 32nd honeymoon. Every chance you get, celebrate. certainly triggered something there. Oh, Scott Holmes. I also get to say I am immortal. Um, <laughs> it's a real brand. Uh, uh, <laughs> Nitro Super Coffee. So we were actually even speaking uh, ahead of this in this conversation of, you know, the frequency, the vibration, and, and you've already touched on it about how the room, how we're going to feel coming in and now already how we feel, right, and carry this with you on your way out. Is So my question is whether you call it spiritual entrepreneurialism or whatever the term you give it, how important is connecting this source in business and, and energy for good? Hey everyone, John Asraf. So many years ago on you know, my, my beginning of a spiritual quest to understand you know, who am I, what am I, um, where did I come from? Where does everything come from? Uh, I started reading spiritual books in my early 20s. Uh, many of you know Bob Proctor, who was one of the first people that introduced me to this thing called the Law of Attraction, which I prefer to use Law of Resonance now. And um, you know, whenever we're talking about, you know, um, everybody is spiritual. Some people are just more aware of it. The essence of everything and every human is spiritual. That's the intelligence that, for me, I believe created everything and everyone. And we know there's millions and millions and millions of frequencies um, you know, on this planet in the universe. And so, uh, as Dave pointed out you know, eloquently, he gets into this vibration. Tesla said, if you want to understand the universe, you want to understand uh, success, you want to understand uh, anything, you have to understand energy and frequency and vibration. So spiritual entrepreneurship, which is, I use that as a moniker, I'm a spiritual entrepreneur many, many, many years ago. And that is just to get into the vibration of kindness and goodness and possibility. If all the frequencies are already here, like right now we, we don't hear any music in this room, but we can turn on a radio and tune into any frequency we want. Rock and roll, punk rock, classical, the music is already in the room. When you think about our, our body, 100 trillion cells oscillating and vibrating at the level of our thoughts and our beliefs. Uh, when we deliberately think or we meditate and go into another state of consciousness or another state of vibration, then we're tapping into what's already here now. We use uh, microscopes to look deeper into the nature of things. We look use telescopes to look out into the universe, those are just tools to see further in or out. And so spiritual entrepreneurship is just tuning back into the essence of what we are. And then if you wanna to choose to be a spiritual entrepreneur for goodness, for growth, for encouragement, for empowerment, for kindness, I mean, 
the reason we're all attracted to Davis, to David, um, he is just an embodiment of love and feels totally comfortable, you know, with who he is, how he is, and just exudes it every single day. There may have been some effort he put into, you know, being that way more frequently than not, uh, but then it just become his natural state of being. Mm-hmm. And we resonate to that. But, I mean, we're all repelling or resonating with everything and everyone around us. So choose the, um, you know, the attractor factor uh, based on, you know, you want to be a spiritual entrepreneur? There's more than enough of us that want goodness, kindness, honesty, truth, uh, value, and all that stuff. That's what, like, that's why I'm here, right? If I felt like there was uh, any malicious intent on his behalf or self-serving intent on his behalf, I wouldn't resonate with that. So I don't mind being, you know, like him, a go-giver and a go-getter. Um, but being a spiritual entrepreneur is just, you know, finding that which you resonate with. And I think we all feel so good when we're resonating with good stuff, good people, good food, good coffee, good whatever uh, the case might be. So that's kind of like a, a, a universal take on it for 42 years of studying this thing. question for you. Yeah, it, it was like last night we had this panel and we had other people and I was going to do a second panel. I'm like, there's no way I would do that to anyone. I wouldn't even want to go after that panel as well as this one. Uh, let's get a question for Javier. Uh, he's very humble. Uh, one of my favorite soccer players, football players, they call them uh, the best of all time in Mexico. I'm sure. That, <laughs> sorry, buddy. I had to do it to you. So. Everybody wants to go. <laughs> go! I cannot deny my best friend. Chicharito, you need to hear David speak Spanish, right? I want to talk about pressure. Pressure. Playing in Aztec Stadium, going on the road, Estadio Saprisa in Costa Rica. What does that feel like, and how do you overcome that? Like, what is your cycle? to be in that environment and to excel. Uh, well, you can see it in my face. That's why I do what I do. You know, because I believe the pressure that you mentioned is just, like we all are here about the, speaking about the frequencies and energy. That's just a higher frequency, but I was questioning why I'm I'm here when they were talking and all the entrepreneur. Even though I'm a beginner in, in entrepreneur, but I am. Uh, we all are like all souls in this self development because even if you're an athlete, entrepreneur, or just a person that wants to stay at home doing things, it's about you. It's about your self development. So speaking about that pressure, it's like I think when you become a great entrepreneur, what a great athlete. It's just the sum of those things that you've been doing it since the beginning in your room, if you have a home, thankfully, with your parents, if you have parents, with your sisters, cousins, friends, or whoever. So realistically, going back to the source, to yourself, it's, it's just energy. And now I'm talking to you in that way because then I realize it. But when I was there, when I was 24, 25, Sorry, I was freaked out most of the time. But the pattern that I realized over there is the typical of suppress that, focus on this. And I grew up learning that being a soccer player, 
and being Javier, there were two different things. When I find out that 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 took me 28 years, and it's very difficult for me to say this, but when I realized who I am is when I got everything that I wanted and I still feel shit. I overcome everything that you can expect. Like I've played the two most amazing teams. I don't know how, even my, the way that it happened, the way that I come from the family that I come and the normality that I am as an athlete. That's why I become a thing so famous because I just mirror so many people that you don't need superpowers to achieve things. It's just that you are willing to pay the prices to become whatever you deserve or whatever you want to become, even if it's a thing that we cannot agree morally. You know, it's like whatever it just has a price. That's why I'm into this and I'm in this room because I am I believe in that frequency. Like even the emptiness at that moment that took me to achieve what I achieved, it was a full certainty that it was just well Look, something that I learned, and I, I love the, the, the words that he said. It was like, when you are completely certain of something about the future, that you already live in it, you stop wanting it, you stop desiring it, and because you already live in it. It's about emotions. It's about that pressure, about that edge. That, but I told you, that's what I play, because that's life. You are in the edge. You just don't figure it out. Or you have so many traumas, you have so many chaos in your life that you think are not important for realistically for me greatness is just a repetition of simple things just do anything affect an amazing way sorry the words i curse a lot i'm sorry for me for example that that other side of me i grew up from mexico i grew up with a grandfather that he used so many words and they're words it's just the meaning that we give to it i don't want to be disrespectful with you and someone could feel but it's just a word it's just an expression right another subject but anyway the, the, the thing of the, of the pressure for me in those moments it was just reminding myself that I dream about that but not the cliche of dreaming it's like that's all the hard work that you did all the grinding all the sacrifices are for those type of moments and then one uncle of me in a World Cup told me something that it blew my mind before this like more spiritual and philosophical way of, that I'm living right now but he told me look Tell me, Javi, Toro, eh, let's say you are here in the World Cup, right? Already. Think about a graduation. This is the graduation. What do you do in the graduation? You celebrate, right? Because then in a graduation, it doesn't matter how much you study it. It doesn't matter how much you sleep. It doesn't matter nothing. You're already in the graduation. So what do you need to do? Have fun. That's right. The thing of life that I've seen it is every single day, if you want to believe you are in the edge, you are in the edge. That's a beautiful part. That's how I see life. That's why I shave my hair. Because it's like, instead of covering it and doing things, and why, there's two options. Why go and I do the procedure and the surgery, or just I just embrace age. What's the problem with it? <laughs> yes, why not doing it, right? So, no, no, honestly, no, and that's the thing. That's a beautiful thing, that there's people that have a, a lot of fucking hair. Job. I would have loved to be six, six foot two, you know? It would be better for my job anyway. Sorry if it's that long. But the thing is, that's. I think life is what you are. We are, we are uh, like uh, uh, experiencing here with the surprise guest that we got. And you can see him so spiritual. But as well, he's as mundane as me. But he wants. But his consciousness tells him to express that way. So 
I'm gonna express that way, but realistically, I am responsible for my reality. That's the beautiful part. So I just want to create in this life, and that's why entrepreneurship, soccer players, makeup, physios, whatever it is, you know? Here, the most important thing, I think, what attracts us to Dave, and Dave attracts us like the other way around, and it's staying very cliche, but it's like that drive that, but that drive doesn't need to be to become. You already are. You just need to express it. I think, dude, I think it's my opinion. You know, that's it. That's why the pressure is just me, and that's why I score the goals that I score in the way that I score, because honestly, I, I am the, the reflection of like, you don't have to be messy, or you know, I mean, don't get me wrong, we all love, like, those guys, of, of course, like, who wouldn't want a golden ball? For example, that I'm not gonna do it. Maybe you know. That's beautiful. That the, that that uncertainty is what I think we are deep inside. Because there's something that we're never gonna fulfill. That is a void of existence because it doesn't make sense. If you want to be your full consciousness, that's why we die. My point of view. So you have an ego. You have a body. You have a life. Just why not trying to squeeze it as much as we can, right? And. Most in my, in my life is not squeezing it, just by squeezing it, I'm gonna finish here. It's just be as real as you can be with your clumsiness, with your gifts, with your imperfections and your yin yang, because we all are that, you know? We all have shadows, demons, and we all have light and, and, and yeah, light and frequency so high. So the beautiful is, it's about the decision, your consciousness of what you're gonna do with it. So they're serving salads, and I, we, we will take more questions only if it's okay with all of you. It, it's good. I do want to point out, remember what I started with, completely eclectic group of people, a spirit of excellence, a desire to be what they must be. And it reminds me when you talked about the emptiness of achieving what you wanted to achieve. Uh, Ricky Williams, one of our clients, I uh, had some struggles when he had achieved what he wanted to achieve. And he said, David, he's like, I am in a glamorized stuck. He's all, imagine what it feels like when you walk up to an eight-year-old boy who tells you that he wants to be you and all you feel is empty. And you want to tell him, no, you don't. And I think as you achieve what you want to achieve, one of the ways to plateau and grow instead of spiral is to recognize that there is that emptiness all the way if we put our emotional address on an outcome not on i am don't put that emotional address on the outcome it's an emotional address on i am i am happy i am healthy i am wealthy i'm worthy let's just figure out what we're doing to interfere with it and you won't experience that empty feeling of achieving your address, what you wanted to achieve. I appreciate all of you staying back up here. So I'll keep asking the questions. We have hands everywhere. I can't deny my other friend here. This is Alexis. Of course, via her name, ask her anything. Alexa, yes, like Amazon. And I too have no relation to Amazon. But um, yes, yeah, super grateful to be here. And I work with Rob Gill. I'm grateful to be able to work alongside of him. And my question to you guys is, what if anything now at this point is like Dave said you guys are are you know you're great and 
when you feel out of alignment, what causes that? And when you're there, what do you do to get back to feeling aligned and at that high frequency? Beautiful. Actually, I have a question for you, Alexa. What made you ask that question? Stop calling it constant effort and work. Call it life. And I'm not kidding. The word, the little words that we have that utter out of our mouth. I'm struggling. Well, congratulations. If that's what you choose to do, there's that says, you know, you can or you can't. It's your choice. But those little words that you say to yourself, and David was saying them in a big way, but when you wake up in the morning and you, or you say what you are, and if I asked you 10 things, I'm going to tell you probably three of yours is negative, and you don't deserve that. That comes from society about what we could do, what we should be. I had a very weird moment, and guys, will you go with me for a second? We've got a gentleman here who's got six million followers on Instagram, and I've got waiters who keep walking back and forth, and even during Guru Dev, trying to be so, so, so ginger. And I don't see any one of them in the room at the moment. I'm, I'm excited for them to come back. Did you look at your waiter? Did you have a thought about him? That, oh, maybe he should be a little quieter, or, you know, or he's doing it just, but I don't know if any of you looked at your waiter like I just did with the same reverence I look at these gentlemen and go they are serving us they are hearing and they're nervous about interrupting what we're doing and do you value people at every level or do you start to judge I'm going to tell you the less that you start to judge and love everybody at every level something cracks open in your heart and you are not nervous about meeting a celebrity because it doesn't matter you more when you hear their achievement want to ask them those questions. What can I glean from you at that moment? I want to ask the waiter, how did it feel to be in Guru Dev's, you know, and you're ha having to pour water? Were you nervous? Were you listening? And I think this innate curiosity and love keeps you in alignment. To have a star to go towards, to cut ties that keep you playing small from the past. How many of you, if I asked you about your story, would go, oh, well, let me tell you this. Irrelevant, because it's not there anymore. And it's whatever you thought happened, because memories aren't real. I know we can debate that for a day. Um, but if they're not, and you're writing your script from your heart, why wouldn't it be anything less than absolutely wonderful? Interesting. So I'll, uh, I'll pick up from the last question around spirituality and uh, a philosophy. And first, you know, if uh, everything happens in life for a reason, a purpose for my spiritual growth, my physical growth, whatever the case might be, and everything is already in alignment in the universe, then first and foremost, you know, what's causing me to believe or think that things are not aligned? Right, so my interpretation can cause me to think it's not aligned. But sometimes when things seem like they're you know, falling apart, they're actually falling into place, but it's just not in your timeline. So part one, part two is what's causing the feeling of being you know, in a state of not, you know, not being aligned? Um, is, it, um, is it a thought pattern? Is it an emotional pattern? Is it a behavioral pattern? Like what's causing the feeling, right? Because, you know, feeling like you're not aligned, something is 
creating that feeling. And so before we have a feeling, there's usually thoughts or there's um, an interpretation or perspective that we have about how something should be. And then back to what he said, the meaning that I give that thing causes the feeling. So I ask myself, in order for me to be in alignment, um, do I have daily, uh, weekly, monthly, quarterly rituals to be more in, let's say, harmony and in alignment than, than not? And then do I have strategies when I'm feeling out of alignment? Uh, what is my counter strategy to that so I get back in alignment? So when we talk about, you know, Guru Dev saying, you know, meditation. Uh, I've had a meditation practice for 42 years. Uh, to be in alignment, to be in a state of uh, reflection, to be in a state of mindfulness, to be in a state of responsiveness instead of reactiveness. But that's a practice. And, you know, the you know, professional athlete here has practiced, you know, the moves, the kicks, the pressure so much, that's all he knows, right? So um, what's causing the misalignment? Uh, if he kicks a ball that is supposed to be in the top left corner of the goal and it misses by a foot, he's analyzing what did I not do right with the angle of my shoe, my foot, right? The speed, the arc, the wind, uh, the lighting and everything. So uh, everything that we're experiencing is an effect. We live in a world of effect. So I always like to come back to cause. But what's cause? What's the cause? Right? So there's a little answer on that. Another question. That was unless you guys are bringing down someone. I think it was great. Go for it. I'm gonna give you the microphone. How you guys doing? My name is Jeffrey Pinson. David, thank you. This is an honor to be here with all of you guys today. Uh, I, I believe that faith that hasn't been tested cannot be trusted. What were some critical moments that gave you an opportunity through challenges to discover the gift that God gave you? Or those pivotal, pivotal moments. <laughs> 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 because no, I will answer everything, every moment. Uh, that's the thing. Like he was talking, it's, it's about the why. It's about. Look, I heard someone speaking about life, spirituality, universe quantum physics, etc. And he said something that I took, that I want to take. It's like, like in this realm, in this universe, in this expression that we all are, kind of, <laughs> it's the most beautiful thing and our only superpower that we have is that everything is neutral. Everything. It's your lens. It's about lenses. Now we are in a room and Everyone is feeling different. Why? So, so, the paradox of life, it's with going within, inside yourself, and I'm gonna finish it like that, because then it could be very like, ambiguous, but it's like, the paradox of life is, in your conscious, is when you need to push and when you need to let go. Simple as that. And one thing about, about the, her question, sorry, because it was amazing. It's, I believe as more healed and as more light and clean inside yourself you are, you're gonna, you're gonna 
disconnect of yourself or your alignment, but it's gonna be quicker for you to create a habit of self-aware. Because the self-aware is why. Why I'm feeling cold, okay. Why I'm feeling sad, why I'm talking here, why I'm listening, why my heart is going boom, 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 boom. Why I'm uncomfortable, why? Cause, why? It means like why? It was cause, it was why? So about your question about the events, Look, it's like a, it's like it's like a fan base. Something that I realized, like fans and like supporters, right? I call it like this. When things are going well with your team, you are not a supporter. You are celebrating. When you are losing, and you are not supporting me, so who you are then? Because then is when I need your support. Because when I'm scoring goals, you celebrate. When I'm doing touchdowns, you're celebrating. When I'm fucking it up, that's when I need my supporters, right? And, and it's, uh, you know, in our countries, are very, it's complicated, or, or roots, or whatever. You know, in, in Mexico, it's very like like that. So, the realizing who I am, that I'm the listener of the thoughts, not my thoughts, per se, it just, yeah, it made me look at the way that waitresses, extraordinary people, or people that, the world extraordinary people with ordinary people want to put moral, on it and for me it's not even morality it's just I decide to do extra ordinary things of someone's some other person's life ordinary my life is not better he or she like oh or he or she lives sorry it's not worse it's just worse and it's the morality so what I'm trying to be is not a, it's not being as plain it's being as light and clean inside myself with the wise of our who I am, what I'm feeling, to at least my lenses to be as open as I can be, because I don't believe in separation, I believe in un unity. But, as well, I can love you, I like you, but I don't want to spend time with you. I'd love to, man. That's, that's frequencies, right? If I don't buy your frequency right now, it's good, man. Chill, I wish you the best, but I'm going that way, you're going that way. Cool, man. So if you see the paradox, the, the, par the paradox of the of the polarities is beautiful. Your struggles and your successes. It's just about how you take them. It's, it's gonna keep happening. You wake up happy, you feel more happy, more balanced, you don't need to use the cause that much. But then there are days that you wake up like, not even four coffees can help you, man. Why I need to drink four coffees? Why I'm feeling like this, why? And then when you peel the onion, you're gonna get into spots, very dark spots, very dark spots. And that's where I believe that's greatness in any fucking realm that you tell me. That's greatness, because that's knowing you, not the beautiful part, no, the things that you need to control, man. Being as a woman or man or whoever you wanna be. So every moment in my life, I'm taking it like that. People tell, please talk. Let's take it the best as I can. People tell and then we'll see. And then my work to finish, for example, here, it wasn't about doing. It was like, let it go, man, you're fine, let it go. And that's what helped me doing it. I was doing it inside now. They were talking, talking, and I'm like 35 years old. They're speaking, I was like, man, chill. Chill, bro. <laughs> Literally, chill, bro, you know? And then others, when I go to the gym, what I'm gonna ask for myself, you know? Bro, <laughs> you know? Push yourself. So it's just a matter of inside yourself, man. All the answers that we are even questioning and we are sharing, you, we all have them inside. Just a matter of the processes that we like to share. And then if someone feels more related with someone else, that's cool. The beautiful part of it is 
frequency. Imagine not only one room will be frequency. Imagine neighborhoods. Then imagine cities. Then imagine states. Yes, yeah, sorry. That's, that's what I was trying to do. Always. The, the rule of these things is always be aware of the guy. I had Jim Quick in at, at VCon, and Jim's like, well, Dave, I'll come because of you, but I, I, I can't talk. Right? And I'm like, okay. And then he goes, well, well maybe we could do a five-minute fireside. I'm like, oh, okay. I'd love to do that with you, Jim. 35 minutes later, after one question, which was like, why are you so shy? <laughs> Why are you so shy? <laughs> well, I interviewed him and it was like bonding, love at first sight. And I was like, this guy is on my frequency, just like all of you. Um, we're going to go the mingle route. I know he's starving because I was starving. No, he's all right. You guys are welcome to stay. You ready for another question? I would like one more. All right, good. I love hearing that guy talk. Mike, come on. We'll let you stay close. Here's your mic back. All right, I would like each of you to answer this question. You keep it within three minutes. All right. <laughs> Where'd you get that? Where'd you get that Ludix shirt? That's a great company. Ludix. Go to Ludix.com. Hey, what's up, guys? Thank you so much for visiting us tonight. Really appreciate it. My name is Mike. Mike Hayashi, day trader and investor. Uh, my question actually is pretty simple, but uh, for me uh, personally, I've been struggling with it, which is really reducing the time between thought to execution. And personally, for me, uh, reducing time that it takes to modify my behavior in order to get to the execution to make changes in my life, whether no matter how complex, from small to large. So like compacting time between thought to execution. So I was hoping you guys have a, like an amazing framework. Question Mike, why are you struggling? We just had this a moment ago. Why are you choosing to struggle between that and execution? That's how you said it. Do you want to be struggling between those two? So you're saying it's my choice. My question is what is it that you want? You want us to talk about that, but what do you want? What are you struggling with? Reducing the time between a thought or a path that I had to set for myself and executing on it. And why do you choose to struggle with it? Why not just shorten the path? You know, ultimately I think it's just a bunch of fucking useless excuses. <laughs> <laughs> and I wanted you to publicly say that, yes. Yeah, so so that's, and that's why I'm asking, so, so, like, so I can implement a framework for myself. Okay, so the question is, how do you go from thought to implementation, is that it? Yeah, in execution, exactly. And you just say, I no longer struggle with this. I no longer fucking struggle with that shit. No, no, I ain't see that fucking, yeah. that, see that, that, that deluded it. That was a smart ass. Un, uncrash your arms. I no longer struggle with it. I no longer struggle with this. Congratulations, let me see who, somebody who did. Hey. Great question. Um, you know, for me, one of the things that I, I think what you're talking about is closing the gap on suboptimal thoughts into optimal thoughts. You want to be, the nature of poison vacuum, right? So. You want to replace a negative with a positive. That's that's how I'm understanding that. For me, you know, real fast, I, I had the fortune of living two lives, one of self-imprisonment because I was, and still am one day at a time, addicted to drugs and alcohol. God entered my life in July 1996, and I hadn't had a drink of drugs since. So on the other side of that is acceptance. And for me, it's the questions that I ask. But we have a Google brain, right? 
if I say to myself, why does this keep happening to me? The brain is gonna show me all the times in my life, even when I was this big, on why I was bad, why I was no good, why I was useless, right? Versus, what can I learn from this? How can I improve? You know, even writing it down, saying it out loud, getting into your nervous system. In those situations, as I say these incantations and then, you know, make it more inspirational, the questions that I ask myself lead me to a much better, clearer path going forward. In, in 2015, I read Tony Robbins' book, Money, Masters of the Game, and this changed my whole business model. What was, a, what was powerful about that book was how he was using creative planning as the people that are gonna educate the consuming public about what they should look at when it comes to their money, right? I thought it was genius from the stage, and he meant it, but from his stage, those, you're a trader, those folks were gonna go right to creative planning because Tony said so, right? So that's a social proof authoritative tool of influence. With that being said, I said to myself, I'm gonna go to Tony Robbins and I'm gonna be his other guy. I go into Tony Robbins' event, there's 18,000 people, and I said, I'm not gonna be the other guy. Like, within two seconds, I had the thought of I'm not good enough. But as time went on, which eventually led me to David, that model came into my world, which is what we call, once again, ecosystem merger. And to your question before, my friend, that is where I put in my whole resources, my time, my effort became resourceful and had faith in a higher power or frequency. And from there, you know, we just got, and this is a, in this room, I mean, this is not a, this is a very intimidating room, but we went from negative 400, in 30 months, 36 months, negative 400 plus seven plus 2.2 plus 5.5 tracking 10 million this year. And we just got valued on one part of our business at $27 million. And I don't say that confidently unless I'm sitting down being coached by people that have been there, done that, where I can stand on their shoulders and shrink time and turn decades into days through asking myself empowering questions. That's what I got. I'll just take a second, that's, that's incredibly brilliant. And it is the word that you use, asking yourself the questions. I can look at any one of you and just by the way that you're asking the question, we know that you're struggling with alignment. I know that you're struggling, stop struggling. Go down an entire, another path. It will embrace it also, but the words that you say, I am, what are you? I am a klutz, well then great. When you were five years old, you tripped over something and for the last 50 years you've been saying you're a klutz. You're not, but you've told yourself you are. If you, that, not that thing about fake it till you make it, my mantra is build the illusion to achieve the dream. There were so many times where it wasn't very clear, but I don't ask permission. In fact, I've created paths and it's just come very enlightened to me that I'm quite the out of the box thinker. I didn't quite realize that. I gave an interview last night when I was an actress and there were, there were barriers to getting cast in a project and you have to have a great agent or manager and I was being chased around a lot of desks and a lot of hotel rooms very naive, by the way. I thought we were gonna have lunch. I didn't know I was lunch. <laughs> and at some point, I said, this doesn't work for me. How do I find an, an, a manager for myself? And there was no one to talk to. I'm very much my own little, and I said, you know what? I got out a piece of stationery, that's how old this was, wrote CMA, Creative Management for Artists. I hired a woman named Lindsay Maxwell, and Lindsay thought Forbes Riley was the most talented woman in the world. Get on the phone and pitch her to no end. The crazy thing was I was Lindsay Maxwell. You want to talk about the great imposter syndrome? Be your own manager. I got more jobs in those three years than I represented myself. No one gave me permission to do that. And even though it's funny, having that alter ego, she was pretty ballsy. She got me work, she negotiated deals. I think she was in a phone booth and, I was, and then I have to go back to being me. And then I realized, why aren't you her? Why, aren't, where, why don't you have that sense of self-esteem? And it's because I had parents or I made decisions or I was told I was overweight. 
bullshit. You know what? I said, screw it. Lindsay doesn't have any of those issues. I now no longer am going to have any of those issues. That's all I said. And you know what happened? It came true. Fake it till you make it? Nah. Build your illusion. What is it you want? What excellence? I would imagine playing a sport at his level, there's an ounce of doubt, you lose. The last thing is about seeing athletes. This is my favorite thing when you see runners. Look at their faces. You can tell who's gonna win the race because in their mind, they already won it. So many entrepreneurs are too busy just run, you're playing the game. Oh, I wanna work, I don't, you know, I want a business. I want, I want a business, I want enough money that I can go sit on the beach with a Mai Tai and hang out with Joshua. So why do I wanna go to work every day? I don't, so I had to figure out how to change that gap. There's no, there's no silly questions in there. How do we turn, by the way, decades into days? Dude, I've learned so much. Mr. John? been studying behavioral neuroscience for 40 years so this is kind of like my wheelhouse of uh, passion um, I'll do a, I'll do a little bit of teaching with some explanation underneath the um, if you think about the human brain the number one priority of the human brain is what survival, survival right survival and safety so all neuromechanisms all used for food glycogen is for survival and safety first. Agree? What's the second priority of the human brain? No, not procreation. Avoidance of any real or imagined pain or discomfort. So the hierarchy of our brain's unconscious decision-making process use all energy, glucose, for survival and safety first. Right beneath that, is this thing gonna eat me, okay? Or can I get injured physically, emotionally, spiritually, financially, is the second thing that the brain operates under at an unconscious level. Then it's energy conservation, then it's gain or pleasure. So what's happening with you, um, there's 6,200 thoughts a day that we have, according to the latest research about six months ago, not 50,000 or 75, so let's get it back down, 6,200. The majority of it is negative, disempowering, destructive. Why? Because our brain is consistently looking to potential threat or danger in the next second or future and releasing the neurochemicals as if it's happening right now. So in your particular case, you're actually experiencing fear. That's what's really the issue, okay? So your brain is experiencing the fear of this decision that I wanna make, not thought. The decision that I just said I wanna make between your decision or your choice to do X, fear is setting in going, what if it's the wrong decision? What if I don't have enough information? What if I get embarrassed, ashamed, ridiculed? What if I lose money? What if the market swings this way? What if I, what if negative? That's what I call as Frankenstein's monster. We all have it. So the key is not the fear, because you can turn the fear into the fuel, no differently than when you're in a championship game or you've got a do an acquisition or your negative 400 or 500K, you can focus on the negative and you go, okay, how do I turn that fear into my fuel? What information do you really need to make a decision to pull the trigger? Do you need to practice that with 10 bucks? Practice with 10 bucks. Need to practice with 100 bucks? Practice with 100 bucks. So what's happening is you're practicing with more money than you're unconsciously comfortable practicing with. And so you're not prepared to lose and that's what your brain's holding you back from. Does that make sense from the mechanics of what's going on? So um, some of you know, I have a, a best-selling book called Inner Size. 
and a new app that just came out called InnerSize. That is a way to strengthen your awareness, to strengthen your self-talk, to strengthen your emotional control, and to strengthen your decision-making ability. And that just requires practice. Why do athletes practice? Well, you can practice and play kindergarten level. You can practice at high school, grade school, right? University, every level, okay, of the game requires a higher level, okay, of precision, a higher level of mental and emotional and physical control. So right now you're hitting a block because fear is holding you back and holding you hostage. So now we deal with, let me understand more about what's causing this fear circuit to trigger. And then what is my counter strategy when it does trigger? So right now you don't have a counter strategy that is better than the current strategy of staying safe. Because your brain's overriding your decision-making ability. So we have to turn off the fear center, turn on what I call instead of Frankenstein's monster running the day, you go to Einstein, left prefrontal cortex. So you're operating too much from the fear center and not enough from the genius center for the moment. And an affirmation for you is in the past, I used to, name what you used to, and now I'm learning how to get better at making decisions and following through to completion no matter what. So go in the past, I used to do this. Right now, the way I'm changing this is I'm gonna take action right now no matter what. I'm gonna start small, feel comfortable there, build that neural muscle up, and then you get better and better and better and better and faster and faster and faster. You don't get fast until you practice getting really good slow. Sorry for the long-winded, but that's, like, that's my zone of play. For me, it's the same way, just fuck it. <laughs> I learned it in a more street way, if you can call it, with a lot of pain that it wasn't necessary. You try, that's why I'm here, that you don't have to. That's why, for me, it's like a party, it's like this, and then all the knowledge that you need to take it, because you don't have to do fuck it like I was doing. Literally, life is not like that. I learned it in a very painful way, don't get me wrong, but that saved me my life as well. It took me to that place too, because I didn't, I didn't, for me, it was like a good fucking Gemini. It was two stories. Or you win or you lose. Fuck it. That's it. If I lose, I'll take it like a fucking man. And if I win, I'll try to take it like a fucking man too. Because then there's another battle on the field. More of that. At the end of the day, you've got to do it. Ladies and gentlemen, let's give a big round of applause for my four friends. Rob Joe, Forbes Riley, John Asroff, and the incredible. Javier Chicharito. Muy bien. Enjoy your meal. Network. Have fun. Ask me for help. <laughs>